you're listening to a real piece of work. (laughs) I probably shouldn't say it that way. You're listening to a real piece of work, a jobs podcast for aspiring professionals brought to you by WVIK, Quad Cities NPR, and Junior Achievement of the Heartland. Now here's your hosts, Matt and Joy. Well, hello, Matt Rebro. How are you this afternoon? I am doing absolutely fine. It's a nice summer day here in the Quad Cities. And, uh, you know, it's one of those that uh, sitting here today, I was trying to figure out, wow, we got an individual working for Permar Security. And it's one of those things that uh, that's joining us on the podcast. And I think the topic of safety, technology, I somewhat take for granted as a day-to-day uh, tool that makes our lives easier. So I'm really curious today, about what Sean, our guest, will be uh, telling our listeners about what it what it takes to be successful in his career. I'd be curious. So, anything jump out to you though, Joy, as you were preparing for this? There's always something that jumps out for me. <laughs> always. So I'm a little bit of. I just got done reading a book. It was one of those page turners, and I'm into a little bit of the thriller, detective, fiction type books. And so the one that I was reading, actually, as I was preparing for this um, this podcast interview. There's a lot to do with just security, even in this book, and how the detectives were using a lot of, I, I'm assuming, what, what you work with on a day-to-day basis, Sean. Um, and so I'm just curious to hear, just because, you know, through the book, it involves so much of that, and truly how we're using today um, just so much more technology in, in everyday life. So yeah. I guess without further ado, Sean Guideback, uh, Product Coordinator, did I get that right, at Permar Security? Product marketing coordinator Product is, the marketing. Whole, is the whole title. Okay, okay. So <laughs> I guess just to start off, maybe uh, let us know, the listeners know, again, this is kind of our age group is teenagers, so to speak, junior high to high schoolers, um, kind of what your your role is and a little bit about Permar Security too. Um, so I started here at Permar about three years ago. I came from the low voltage security field. I was actually a field technician for 10 to 15 years before this. Um, my role here at Permar is uh, it's involved. Um, I'm I'm in charge of our entire video product line, so I oversee what cameras we sell and how we sell them. Um, so that's the the broad umbrella. But underneath that, um, uh, everything that goes into knowing those products. I then kind of dole that information out to everybody. I help customers and internal staff understand the solutions, the value of solutions. Um, Probably my favorite thing about the job is though, I get to test all the new technology, all of the new cameras, all of the new recording products. Um, As soon as those things hit the market, they get put on my, my test bench. So being a technical guy, that's probably my favorite part of the job is, is getting to stay abreast of all of the new technology that's out there. Sean, out of curiosity, how, how do you become aware of the new technology? And then you say you get to play with it and have fun. Describe, describe that because I bet the listeners will be pretty interested in how you test. Yeah, so I'm fortunate here. I mean, I do a lot of my own research. I'm part of multiple um, technical forums and security forums. Um, But here at Permar, we have great vendors that supply our parts for us. And those vendors are very, very good about letting us know what is on that future roadmap. 
when these devices come out. They want us to test those devices. They want us to try to to torture test them and find little bugs for them. So um, I don't have to go very far looking for new equipment. It, it usually shows up on my doorstep. And then once it's on the doorstep, what are you doing? Um, so uh, again, Permar has a, a big footprint. We're all across the Midwest. We have locations all over the place. Um, so I can pretty much pick and choose how I deploy these, these new technologies, how best we can test these technologies. Um, some of the technologies are built for the indoor space. So we'll find indoor um, test unit, test benches for those other um solutions are meant for the outdoor. So we'll go ahead and mount them directly to our Permar buildings and protect our own properties with those technologies to make sure that they they meet our needs. So I'm curious, how did you get to where you're at? You said three years ago is when you started with Permar. Where were you at before that? Or, or why did you decide on this field, uh, you know, something that excited you or, you know, light bulb mm -hmm. moment or something like that? that yeah. So um, I've always kind of been a, a driven person. Um, I, I just it's it's kind of in my being. Um, and as I worked in the field, it got to a point where um, my knowledge and, and my know-how grew to a point, but my job responsibilities were not growing. It was always installing the same products at the same locations, dealing with the same problems. Um, so about eight years in, I, I started to look at what my future career path would look like. Um, and uh, just with my skill set, it kind of looked like maybe project management would be in my future. I was just accustomed to running a lot of jobs. Um, so I kind of started looking down that path, but fortunate enough for me, while looking down that path, I, I ran across this uh, job posting that Permar put up. And as soon as I read the job posting, I knew I needed this job. So, so you saw the posting. Uh, was there anything particular? And this this kind of a, it complements the fact that you pursued the job, but is there a specific education experience or skill sets that were required to get it? And then as you continue to move forward, what you're doing right now, uh, continuing education or training that is going to make someone successful for doing what you're doing. Yep. Yeah, so my hardware experience and um, my enthusiasm about the position, I, I believe, is what won the position. Again, I have 10 to 15 years of experience with hands-on with, with these devices. Um, uh, so that's what kind of got me into the job. But this job now is completely different than what I was doing in the field. Outside of having the products in my hands is about the only thing, thing, thing that's the same between these two um, career paths, I guess. Um, so I've had to learn a whole new set of skills. This right here, sitting on a remote meeting with with. Uh, different people that I've never met before it was something that I'd never done before. And now I do it three or four times a week, um, uh, creating online learning platforms, PDF files, all of that stuff is, is new skill for me, basically, that I've acquired over these three years. Um, and they've flown by, the three years have flown by. <laughs> and as you guys know, with technology, I don't think it's going to slow down. Well, speaking of that, I do have a question for you afterwards. Hopefully I don't forget it. But while we're on the subject, we have a student question that came from Orion. So I'd like to play that here for you. Um, we like to include our high school students so that, since they're the ones that are tuning in. Mm -hmm. 
Hi, Sean. This is Caitlin Greenwood. I'm a senior at Orion High School. My question for you is how has the growth and change in technology over the past 13 years impacted your job? And how do you stay up to date with those constant changes? That's a great question. Um, so, and she is absolutely right. A lot has changed um, over the last 10 or 15 years. Um, I will say that a lot of the technology we had back then, we still have it right now. It's just evolved. It's mm. gotten better. It's gotten more efficient. It's gotten broader. Um, so I, I guess my main answer for that is it's made my job much, much easier. Um, from you, you talk about things like having remote connection to these devices and these sites, which now is commonplace. But 10 years ago, you had to roll a truck out to that facility to see what was wrong with that device. But now we can we can load up a software and from our laptop here, dial into that site that's across the state and see what's going on there. Um, so things like that have made it much, much easier. Also, the the amount of information now that is readily available. So 10, 15 years ago, everybody probably had cell phones and internet, but bandwidth speeds were not like they were now. You couldn't just load up a YouTube video and watch it 10 years ago unless you had some really, really good internet. Well, now when you're out in the field and you have questions, you can FaceTime your manager, you can pull up that how-to YouTube video, and all of that is right there at the touch of your finger. Um, so I think it's really important. That's one of my favorite things about this job is educating people on how that technology can really make your life simpler. <laughs> so you talked a lot about the, the passions and, and the good things. I'm curious, challenges. What's the what's the biggest challenge mm. of your job these you know, if someone's looking to get into the job, what, what's going to be something that they're going to have to really work through? So, uh, um, again, it, it depends a little on what field you come from. Um, for me, the equipment side was really easy to pick up, but some of some of these more personal traits, the 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 online stuff, the um, presenting to large groups of people, um, those were things that for me were tough to get used to. But practice makes perfect. Um, and, and now they, they become my favorite parts of the job. Um, the one, the, the tough thing for me is I take our customers security to heart. Um, and when somebody's, uh, site gets messed up or something bad happens, I take that to heart. I almost lose some sleep over it. So for me, um, that's been probably the hardest part of stepping into this security role. Now that we have, I have these customers who expect us to keep their property safe. So when things go wrong, it, it I personally feel them. Well, I, I was I was going to ask you a question about what's the passion. I think I just heard it from you that uh, you know protecting your customers' investments, their people um, is what I'm kind of hearing there. Um, I'd be curious, and uh, uh, though I'm a little bit of a spin here, the students are always kind of curious. Hey, uh, uh, what kind of money can I make in this world? Without necessarily going to minute detail, you know, from a technician to moving up the food chain in the security world, technology world, can I make a decent living? Absolutely. Um, so when I first started, uh, I started for next to nothing, pulling mm -hmm. cable. Um, so, so a lot of that has kind of gone away now. And I think those starting wages are, are now probably more where they should be. Um, but 
it's about experience. And it, it doesn't matter what you do. If you dedicate yourself to um, broadening your knowledge base and to uh, taking that initiative to learn to ask other people, you are going to be able to make a good living in just about any field. But you got to have that passion that we were talking about. You got to have that desire to go after that information. Um, because once you acquire so much information, somebody is going to give you what you want for that information. Um, everybody will pay for experience. Uh, so absolutely, you can you can make a you can make a good living. And, and for me, the fact that I love my job is worth a lot of money in in itself. You know, it's a uh, it's worth money to me that I actually enjoy coming to work every day. I think that's the most important thing that they're hearing right now. And as we do these podcast interviews, because um, there's a lot of people that we aren't interviewing that are on the opposite end that they're going in and it may be helpful to hear them hear you say too, that um, having that passion really is, is there's not a price you can put on that for sure. No. Um, when you, you talked about experiences and, you know, you kind of started off more, I'm going to call it from the bottom, having to learn just the cable aspect. If, if someone's curious or they're interested right now in this type of profession or the security world, what would be something they could do right now, whether they're in high school or getting ready to go to college? What's, what's an area they could explore? What type of um, path from an education perspective would they need to start exploring to get themselves um, the right kind of experience uh, to be yeah. successful? Yeah, uh, I think now the way that everything has gone, uh, getting a background in networking is is really going to be key. Everything now is on the network, cameras, speakers, your Berg systems, your fire alarm systems, your access control, all of those now reside on the network. So before you could be a camera guy or you could be an access control guy, but now you're pretty much a network guy. And these are all just devices that are going to land on the network. So I think that that just going forward, going into the future to give yourself the best base for this type of field, it would be um, to get started in networking, to understand the basics of networking. And, and once you understand those basics, everything else just kind of comes together for you. Okay. Out of curi curiosity, Sean, uh, I'm seeing you sitting in, a, I believe, in an office right now. What's what's day to day though? Are you in an office? Are you on the road? Um, in and out of meetings, customer face. What's what's a is it a nine to five? Like try to paint that picture. Yeah, so it is actually all of the above. Um, I do have an office here. I do sometimes also work from home. I also travel around to our branches working with local sales staff um, to help them understand products, new onboarding of, of staff and those types of things. And then I also do a, a lot of these remote meetings. Um, I do customer demos where I'll, I'll show them the technology and the solutions customer trainings, of course, where I'll teach them how to use that. Um, but I'm also fortunate to get to do things like trade shows uh, um, and, and speak about our solutions. It's uh, it's different every single day, to be honest with you. Um, and again, it's probably why I love it so much. No, no day is the same. Well, that's good to know, because I think there are some people who they, they like certain monotony. They like doing the same mm -hmm. things day in and day out. And there's other people who do, really do like the variety. So I think it's important for them to hear, hear, hear that aspect of the job, for sure. Uh, how about within Permar, though? There are, what, what other types of seeds are being filled in terms of career paths? So, and 
that's a great thing about the the size of Permar is that it's like any other corporation that that you would expect. So we have a human resources department. We own our own monitoring centers. We have our own division office. We have our our, our guards division. We have our technical services department, which handle programming and tech support for the entire company. Uh, we have inside sales, outside sales. You could literally pick any career path and there would be a spot here at Permar that would get you in the right right direction. Awesome. Joy, any other questions coming to mind or I, uh, if you do throw it out there before I go to our typical wrap up? Oh, I'm... I'm going to be a little bit humorous here. I'm like, what good books? Are there good fiction books that can like give me more information? I'd like you know, specifically to like the security and how it's used. No, <laughs> maybe I need to write one. Maybe I'll get with you and then I'll, I'll be an author of a new one. Cause there's so, there, there is, there's so much, if you think about all that you're doing um, and really just security, you know, in general, I, I was in human resources for a global security manufacturer and, you know, I saw that side of it, um, but hearing you talk about your side and really how even those companies and, and what you're doing, your technology works together, you know, it doesn't just reside in Permar. You're you're providing something day in and day out that I think people don't even realize what you're doing, you know, yeah. behind the scenes. So very cool to hear. Thank you for sharing. Um, I don't have any other questions, Matt. So, <laughs> Well, Sean, what we typically try to wrap up here with is, you know, pause the clock, think back to your 16-year-old Sean. And what would you tell Sean to keep doing, stop doing, and start doing to just increase the chances of, you know, post high school success and happiness? So what would you keep doing? Um, what would I keep doing? Um, again, I, I, even at a young age, I, I managed to, to have desire um, so, and drive. Uh, so if I, could, if, if I could set a goal, I would achieve that goal. And that's what I wish I would have done more of was setting mm. goals for myself. Um, that's something that as an adult has just proved invaluable for me, just, just to kind of benchmark where you at, where you're at with yourself. And I think if I would have done more, more of that uh, in my younger years, uh, I could have gotten to where I'm at a little bit sooner than, than what I got here. Got you. And anything you might stop doing at that point? Oh, no, I was an angel. <laughs> Best answer yet. I can't think of anything. No. I mean, we won't put you on the spot even more than there, Sean. That's quite all right. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, Sean, you really have been a real piece of work. and We appreciate you sharing your background, your passion for the security world with our junior achievement students. So thank you very much for being on the program. Absolute honor for me again. It's This is... I'm living the dream myself, so anytime. Thank you very much, Sean.